0: I'm cornneivotanney I'm Brian wells, and you're listening to he's done it a mostly sports podcast twenty twenty four let us be probably not the first and also probably not the last to wish you a happy new year but i think uh it's 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 uh it's always interesting for me when it goes into the new year. It's not quite like a birthday, but at the same time, it's like, man, like time is really passing by here. And I uh, feel the same way. <laughs> it
1: it's you, You've you talked about this in the past, Corey, that you don't like birthdays mm-hmm. because, I don't know, it just feels depressing in a way that you're just another year yeah, older, right. Right. and I kind of feel the same way about New Year's. It's like, wow, it's a whole, already a new year. We're this far away from whatever event happening, and- yeah, it, it's right. it's kind of it kind of, I don't know. Like New Year's, it's it, I don't know. It, it feels a little depressing but at the same time. that You can reflect on, hey, what did I do this past year? Uh, what are the good things that I did? But what are some things that I could uh, do differently? So you know, are you big on New Year's resolutions? Because we've done that yeah. in the past.
0: Right. I, um, no, so I was actually going to bring that up because that is a good point. And like, you okay. know, reflecting on the past year, I, I think that my, my number one New Year's resolution is, um, I guess for lack of a better term, to get jacked. And by that, I mean <laughs> just have a body that isn't just like a 14 year old who just started going through puberty. Like, actually try to get some muscle definition. I think COVID kind of set me back in some ways, and that I just, Became a runner for a long time. That was it. Like, that's all you could do. The gyms weren't open. So it was easier for me to just go jogging around my neighborhood. And then I just continued to do that, you know, the longer I was away from the gym and doing running. And I feel like it didn't really have the effects that I wanted in terms of, like, having, like, a, you know, skinny body or anything. But it also just took away any, like, potential muscle that I would try to pick up by just using, like, resistance bands or whatever. So, yeah, my that's something I kind of started to do as a year-ended. I think I'm, like, really going to focus on actually getting into the gym and, you know, lifting weights and stuff and, and not I'm, just uh, I'm, doing running.
1: I'm kind of in the same boat, but at the same time i i i actually i want to start running more i mean i've i've yeah, been running more run but like but running under. even even more uh, where like i i'd like to think that that w- that the marathon I did in december won't be the last one that i'll do even though in the moment it felt like hell <laughs> and i never wanted to, in the moment uh-huh. i felt like i never wanted to do it again at the same time looking back on it even if i didn't run the greatest time it was a rewarding experience and you get got to uh you know, see friends that haven't seen in a while in person, at least, and and I don't know yeah, the, co- co- the combination Hawaii, of yeah. all of it, where uh. where you're in shape and like you said, more jacked in a way, but um, but also another purpose of being in shape is to to do to do that stuff. And then, but right. at the same you know, also, the cardio also, aspect is like, the cardio still aspect, a very important but, thing. Yeah. I don't
0: want to get rid of that entirely. I just don't want it to be my only focus. But if your goal is to like actually compete in races, then it makes yeah. way more sense than just doing it casually. Like yeah, I was doing. exactly. So,
1: but at the same time, even if taking out the competitive stuff out, yeah, I want to look better. Um, not that I look bad without a shirt on, but I definitely can look better too at, right. at the same I mean, time.
0: <laughs> I think that we'll always find some room for improvement in that department, but uh, (laughs) just feeling like a little more confident, you know, like, I think that that's really what I want to go for. And I think (laughs) that uh, it's something that I've definitely found myself improving, but I've also been a lot more focused on home workouts. So um, I'm going to try to actually like, you know, use the new year, like start going to a real gym and then from there see what happens to me you know i don't necessarily think i'll ever look like arnold schwarzenegger or anything god
1: but... no i don't no i don't <laughs> want to look like that i don't no i, don't I, want, I wouldn't either i don't like, want to look gigantic i just want to look uh-huh. more built if that right. makes
0: sense yeah exactly i feel the same way like i don't necessarily need a six pack but you know if i could have like Better arm and leg definition. That's the place where I'm like yeah. really. It's like if I'm not gonna, you know, I guess the whole dad bod concept. Like I could be okay with that as long as I actually have like muscles in some areas. And uh, if I'm gonna be skinny, then I need to have a six pack. And I don't have a six pack. I don't eat well enough or work out well enough for that either. So, <laughs> gotta figure out some way to to feel a little better about myself. So,
1: yeah, I, I totally agree. And I wrote I wrote other stuff down on my you know new year's resolutions but uh you know i've put new car for the past like three years now to the point where it's (laughs) like that that's just a that's just a life one how about that not even like a new year's resolution at this point like uh,
0: that's a 2020s like a decade yeah (laughs) exactly that's Uh, that's uh
1: that's the decade resolution at this point but you know when it comes to new year's resolutions there are definitely people that aren't into it and some Mm -hmm. people say like well if um I'm not in new year's resolutions because if I want something done differently, I would do it now and not wait until next year. And, and the most successful people on earth, like they're, they, they didn't decide like, Hey, this is going to be my new year's resolution is going to be this. <laughs> like I'm going to create Facebook or make Microsoft, uh, for my new year's resolution. It's, they just went out and did it like, but, right. but I'm someone that, yeah, I, I like it. I'm, I'm not against it. And I'm all for self, uh, reflection over the past year and, things that i did uh but things that i like to do more or or do differently
0: no it's a good benchmark like it's a a time when you say like you know new year's starting it's also post holidays and everything from like a sports perspective you know football is about to be over you kind of enter a little bit of a lull before march madness it feels like there's just opportunities to you know be able to focus on stuff and accomplish things and um yeah I mean I I, I'm a fan of it but I'm also someone who kind of recognizes that a lot of the things I strive out to do at the beginning of the year I don't end up accomplishing so I want to try to keep it smaller um, for me
1: yeah when I look at my new year's resolutions there are definitely ones that I do accomplish I'm not a total zero but I'm Mm -hmm. certainly not going to act like I accomplished all of them either right definitely somewhere in the middle
0: yeah of course and you know having a longer list gives you more things to check off but it also leaves more things unchecked so you get uh, a give or take with that um but yeah i guess um you know 2023 is over now 2024 is underway but the nfl season uh there's still a couple couple uh i guess no one week left one week one week one week remaining and then the playoffs get underway. Uh, in the past, the season would be over now, but there's still still time for things to change. And um, I guess kind of jumping into it, that is a positive right now for my Pittsburgh Steelers who are 9-7 and seven outside of the playoffs, but have a chance in Week 18. And that was something that I completely dismissed two weeks ago. And that was before I realized that Um, Mike Tomlin and Omar Khan and Andy Weidel and whoever else was involved in the various decision makings were burying the best quarterback on the Steelers roster and Mason Rudolph as a third stringer for the past two years. And, uh, you know, this past week, beating Seattle 30 to 23, coming off a 34 to 11 win over the Bengals. And it's bittersweet because as fun as it is has been watching the Steelers actually look competent on offense, moving the ball, feeling like the Steelers would score every time they got the ball, not just wishful thinking. It's also lamenting on what could have been, if at the very least Rudolph was the backup to Kenny Pickett um, yeah, well, ahead of Mitch yeah. Trubisky, because all these games yeah. that were lost, you can't help but think maybe they go differently if you have a real competent quarterback playing.
1: It's gross to think that the Steelers could be... Eleven and five, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, there were definitely some losses that the Steelers had, particularly against the Cardinals and the Patriots, where Trubisky started both those games. And well, he didn't start on... against the,
0: the Cardinals. He started oh, against okay. the Colts. Oh, okay. Yeah, Patriots and the Colts were the two. Uh-huh. Okay,
1: my apologies. But either way, the, like those are games that they lost. That I think the Steelers are better than those two teams. Those are two of the worst teams in the league.
0: Right, I'd and, like to think so.
1: And yeah, <laughs> and so. Mason Rudolph isn't great. I, I, I honestly, before he started games again, that he sucked. But ever since he's taken over the starting job, like he's not laying the world on fire, but he's taking care of the football for the most part. And he did. He played really well versus was it Cincinnati, where George, mm-hmm. him and George Pickens, yeah, George Pickens, really connected. <laughs> uh-huh. and even if it was, even if George Pickens landed four catches, he almost had two hundred yards and a oh, couple touchdowns. yeah,
0: right. It's like the the Randy Moss Thanksgiving Day game. Stands. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and so yeah the Steelers actually look confident on offense I still I still hate it but at the same time yeah I would feel more confident in their offense now than I would have for pretty much the entirety of the season
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and I, I I totally get it I think that's how a lot of Steelers fans are feeling and others around the league are starting to identify and the reality is Mason Rudolph his. You know, seventeen for twenty-seven, two hundred ninety yards, two touchdowns this week. Eighteen for twenty-four, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. No but no they interceptions. ran the ball really effectively, right? And the well, the big thing with Mason Rudolph, it's part of it is, of course, a low bar comparing it to the quarterback play the Steelers have had the past two seasons since Ben Roethlisberger's retirement. It's not like that difficult to look like the best guy and play the best game you did since that future Hall of Famer, because uh, Trubisky and Mick Pickett have not done great in the. Um, forgetting about the previous guy. Trubisky (laughs) blows. Yeah, it's over for him. I was very disappointed by him. But but
1: Kenny Pickett, he's not terrible, but at the same time, they took him in the first round, and even though he's dealt with some injuries, at the same time, it's more underwhelming Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Right, and it's like you, it's, it's glimpses. You never saw complete games like you've seen from Rudolph the past two weeks. And I think... To me the biggest difference is not about like Rudolph just oh these perfectly thrown balls like he's throwing to wide open receivers in a lot of cases. It's the fact that he has a pocket presence that Kenny Pickett doesn't have. He does the read progressions. He stands tall. He doesn't scramble roll out left immediately at the first sign of someone, you know, coming in at him. And I think that that to me is what sealers fans have been like wanting to see from kenny pickett and now we're finally seeing it in this new guy mason rudolph and that's what leads to excitement and feeling like oh the sealers offense is actually kind of good because you have all these weapons you have all these playmakers with george pickens and deontay johnson and Najee harris and jalen warren where they yeah, dominated they, they, they kyle they dominated the on that's segment. probably more yeah. on
1: seattle's part than their defense because they really stink in general, yeah, right. just their defense yeah, yeah, in general. They're, they're not but, a great but, defense. It's but but great especially defense against either, the run, but... it's it's bad. But at the same time, the Steelers definitely took advantage of it. And, yeah, even though they have a couple of bad losses against the Cardinals and the Patriots, they do have impressive wins like against the – even though the Ravens one's really lucky, I thought. uh That's a good yeah, win, of course. And then right. they they went on the road versus the Rams. That's, that was definitely a good win. And, yeah, it looks even and, better now. And it looks it even better now done. because the Rams are in the playoffs. And then even mm-hmm. Seattle, even if Seattle is likely not going to make the playoffs, that's part of it. At, th- it's at this the point in the year where you got to make the playoffs, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a must win game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. See, it was the first time a Sealers won in Seattle since 1983. 40 wow. years. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's a crazy stat. I know Sealers have, have, in recent years, struggled on the West Coast. Obviously, don't play there as often with AFC versus NFC, but still. Still incredible to think about, um, but yeah, it is. It's one of those things where yes, the Steelers are starting to look much better now, but again, need a lot of help in week seven, week eighteen. Yep.
1: <laughs> Would you like me to read off the the scenarios, Corey? Because yeah, I mean, if you want to go through, there are five right. different ones. There are. Uh, here is the full breakdown of the scenarios. So yep. number one is the Steelers win and the Colts and Texans tie which might sound crazy but if you remember that Chargers Raiders game that can happen (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um number two well actually I'll skip number two because I think that's the biggest one uh so I'll go the next one Steelers win and Jacksonville loss or tie now I think the Jags will win and beat the Titans but and I know the Jags look good but it's the freaking panthers uh, right anyone's yeah. gonna look good against them they look take terrible out that game. for four
0: weeks before that
1: i'm really concerned about the Jags right now they don't look that great take out the, again take out the carolina game uh, they have not looked that great and the the kirk inju- the injuries are starting to catch up to them lawrence didn't even play and who knows right. he's LA. not a guarantee to play e- this even, week yeah even if he does play I don't know what his he's, health is at this point. He's looked bad
0: yeah. recently. Right, and I, it might be just trying to play through all these injuries as part of it. But, yeah. I mean, we, we can kind of talk about this uh, yeah, game right now because there's only so much okay, to say. Okay. Like, for for the Panthers, David Tupper has taken over oh, worse man. in sports.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a jackass.
0: Yeah, let's just get that out of the way. That's it, just throwing a drink. And so, I guess what, a Jaguars fan was heckling him in the box we threw a drink on him? That's owner ridiculous Owner the behavior. team.
1: You can't just... That's actually
0: funny. I just got an NFL app alert that he's been fined $300,000 for unacceptable conduct during Sunday's game in Jacksonville. So there you have it. Yeah, good, good punishment. Um, And I guess real quickly on the other side, there's (laughs) plenty of time to talk about Trevor Lawrence in, in Jacksonville. But coming into the season, I thought he was like an MVP candidate, make a big third year leap. I'm now at the point where I'm wondering, is it a guarantee that the Jaguars pick up his fifth year option? Like, I mean, is I'm not, not getting going that, that far. Point? I don't but, know,
1: but I'm someone that I don't love Trevor Lawrence, but I, he, the talent is definitely there. But I'm, I'm not going that. I'm not going that far in terms of oh, like they wouldn't pick. Moving up on from your yeah. It's I Mac think they do it's as not well. Bad. It's not, <laughs> he's not. He's Zach Wilson. I just yeah. yeah he's he's he, yeah. Freaking Zach Wilson, the worst. But so he's not in that category. But he's certainly not in the category of you know, the elite guys in the AFC. Right, he didn't
0: become Joe Burrow. And maybe not even Josh second Allen, tier of, like, Herbert.
1: That, maybe that may be there, but I, I not yeah, the way I it's looked the recently.
0: So. No, no, not at all. So, uh, I mean, I, I do think that they're going to stick with him and, you know, hope that year four goes better than year three, but it has been disappointing. And It I, has been. Just Mike given Vrabel, how year two
1: went and picking uh, up Calvin Ridley, even if there was unrealistic expectations from him having a year off just the way they they looked they they were competing in against the chiefs in the divisional round they had a chance to yeah. go to the afc oh, championship game high and expectations
0: entering the season and they and have a, and a shown very division. little improvement yeah
1: although i i shouldn't say it's that division has been better th- coming uh, into the year because the texans right. and colts have been uh have been good this year speaking of them the next scenario steelers tie and the Colts and Texans don't tie. Right. And Jacksonville uh, lost, which is uh that's a lot to ask, but who knows.
0: Yeah, I, I would say the Steelers tying would, would it would be one of the funnier scenarios here. <laughs> uh and Mike Rabel says that uh he hates losing. He had had this rant. Like someone asked him if he, he cared about winning the last game and he was like, Yeah, losing fucking sucks. And so <laughs> I, I like his chances of at least wanting to go out there and try. So that that. Certainly helps uh, the whole Jacksonville loss scenarios.
1: All right, the next one. Now, even if the Steelers lose, uh, they can still make it if the Colts and Texans don't tie, which seems right. likely. Uh, yeah, someone, Saturday someone you can have win one game end in a tie, and you then have two end in a tie, and then Jacksonville loses and Denver wins. Denver plays yes. the Raiders, which I don't think is impossible, but however, revenge game how that's true true jared's didn't revenge game um however i will say one coach seems to be a lot more likable right now than the other guy because it looks like antonio pierce the way they the raiders looked on christmas day versus the chiefs and (laughs) the way that situation in denver is unraveling right now i think uh yeah even the meaningless game i think there are players that want to play harder for their coach than the other
0: yeah, I mean, it's fair to say that Antonio Pierce, I think he should remain the Raiders' head coach. If for too. no other reason than the last time they hired someone else, it was a complete disaster, and that was literally a year ago. But I do think that he's actually been a, a solid coach for yep. this team, way better than McDaniels, just like Rich Basakia. I think mean, he can say he was way better than John Gruden. Gruden was fired for cause. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's night and day how this team has looked, the past however many weeks now six seven weeks compared to the season and a half of McDaniels
1: in today's generation one of the most important qualities I would want in a coach is someone that can relate to the players and Antonio yeah, Pierce and he certainly can, can certainly do that uh being one of the younger coaches in the league former player and it looks like the Raiders win the Super Bowl every time. Every time they win a game with them, they're smoking cigars uh, after every single right. game they win. <laughs> so yeah, no,
0: I, they I do agree that from a coaching perspective, the Raiders are probably more likely to get up in a meaningless game for Antonio Pierce than the Broncos would be for Sean right. right now. So I think that but, one's
1: kind of unlikely.
0: Yeah, you know, do it's not me- doesn't mean anything, but that is that is a fair thing to consider. Yeah. So
1: now. The reason why I bring this scenario up last is because I think there's a real good chance of this happening. The Steelers win. Now, it's the Ravens, but they're going to play Tyler Huntley and whatever other backups they have. Yeah, most likely most likely so we'll see Steelers are favored by three right now right
0: and I think the expectation is that even if Lamar Jackson and some of the starters start the game like maybe it's treated like a preseason game because they're gonna have a bye yeah
1: and if you remember when the Ravens were in one seed during Lamar Jackson's first MVP season they took that week off and he pretty much did not play for three weeks along with other starters and they looked like crap versus the Titans and they they were awful that game yeah, and and it took them a while to get going. And by the time they got to the second half and they had to get going, it was already too late. and The Titans were already way ahead, and Derek Henry was running over people. And uh, so, the most likely scenario, in my opinion, I think, is Steelers winning and the Bills losing. Which to the Dolphins and to the days, Dolphins yeah. on Sunday Night Football, and I can totally see Steelers fans sweating another Sunday Night Football game for I a know. again.
0: I know. I hope that Tennessee just beats Jacksonville so it doesn't come down to that week 18 oh, game. I hope um, I, I hope so but... too cuz
1: <laughs> look, I know Buffalo. You say what you want about them cuz they've definitely have had their struggles this year, but I'd so much rather see Josh Allen and the Bills yeah, in the no, playoffs I... over the Steelers who yes, they look better right now, especially offensively, but they're not a serious contender. And I know Buff I get it. I, yeah. I, I I Buffalo and maybe I say this too much, but I think Buffalo has the widest range of possibilities where if they could honestly miss the playoffs, but if they make the playoffs, I can totally see them making a run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're so – They're, they're playing wildly inconsistent. Right they are. They've won four in a row. But at the same time, like, they look great against Dallas but then and they not look, as they great look, against the Chargers and the Patriots. Yeah, they, so. that
1: Josh Allen was terrible versus the Patriots. And, and, yeah, they barely squeaked the win versus the Chargers on Thursday night. But – yeah, against Dallas, they, they look like a Super Bowl contending team, which, again, that shows you their upside, but they also have plenty of downside, too. But at the same right. time, I'd so much rather see Josh Allen and that team in the playoffs, a team that, yes, they could easily lose to the Chiefs or whomever they would play uh in, in the playoffs in the first round, or, or they can well, make a run.
0: They they could be in a situation where they win and they're the two seed. I know or and lose and, <laughs> or lose the and miss the playoffs. That's so yeah. wild. <laughs> it is. It's incredible. So going into week eighteen, we have twenty teams that are still alive to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, which is the Bears most... are still alive. <laughs> no, they're eliminated. Oh, now. they're eliminated. They now? are. Yeah, oh, they are I didn't eliminated. know that. I thought. I think they got eliminated on Sunday night. Okay, okay, because I saw
1: like one percent, not even at one. Yeah. Point. Okay. Right. So they are but... eliminated. Yeah, so
0: 20 teams are still alive. It's the most since 1982. That was a strike-shortened season, so only 9 games and 16 teams made the playoffs. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's the most ever in a 14 team playoff because this is only the what, third year of having 14 teams, fourth year now. But uh I, it's obviously I find it, been a lot of annoying we have this many teams still alive.
1: I, I find it annoying, but at least for at least the NFL did it right where AFC, they play the Steelers colts and texans all play on saturday so we'll it'll be very likely we'll have at least we'll definitely have at least one team confirmed in right it's right the
0: winner of colts texans will be will be definitely in, in. Or, the, or or if the colts and texans tie and the sealers win, the Steelers will be in. So
1: <laughs> either yeah. way they're getting they're getting uh, at least one team out of the way uh on saturday and that right. whole nfc is it's it's a pretzel twist uh in your mind of like yeah, who can get know. in, who can not right. get in with this win this loss
0: they just leaving the nfc south at one o'clock and saying all right 425 thank like, god That's when you're like, I, I, I don't knows. even care
1: at, at this uh, point uh, between you know what i take it back i do not hell no i don't want to see the falcons in the playoffs no I know, I know i know i, I hate
0: ca- to say it because i thought they were going to be a very fun team this year and they just They've been so frustrating. I mean, the whole yeah. division has been up and no, down. No, the whole but... division.
1: I mean, but especially the Falcons, for sure. But the whole yeah. division is frustrating because even ju- cause just, just this past Sunday, the Tampa Bucks and Saints could have the the Bucks just <laughs> easily clinched and then just F the Saints, F the Falcons, uh, get them out of my face. Yep. But then they lay an egg versus the Saints at home. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. They look so good against the Jaguars in Week 16, and they came out and do- did that against their... I thought the Bucks the were winning rival. that game
1: for sure. And, man, yeah, it's just, I know. that that doesn't give me any conf. It doesn't matter who wins. It doesn't give me any confidence against uh, whether it's Dallas or Philly in the first round. <laughs> like, no, I, I don't,
0: no, not at all. Right. And it, it it is like they were the one team that kind of felt like, okay, maybe the, this can happen. Yeah, The Bucks but, were
1: that one team where, like, all right, maybe they got shot, but.
0: Right. And I, they're, I st- they're playing still, the Panthers. Yeah, they play week, the Panthers.
1: So. so I still expect them to be that team that makes it. Uh-huh. But after that, it's ugh, like, do I really see right. this team making a run? Not no, really.
0: No, no. And of course, the Saints play like one of their better games on the flip side. But they're they're still not in control of their own destiny. They still need Carolina to beat Tampa or to have a couple other teams lose to get the seven seed. So. And
1: then Kamara's already hurt, too. Not that Not that he's the same player as he used to be, but... Still losing him or at least having him banged up doesn't matter. Right. Know. I know who's,
0: who's Derek Carr going to throw checks down downs to. In the <laughs> yeah. Playoffs? Who's he going to check
1: down <laughs> 15 times to now? Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, there are seven teams heading into week 18 who can win their division and also miss the playoffs entirely. Three of them are in the NFC South, three of them are in the AFC South, and then that last team is Buffalo Bills. When it comes down to it, as much as I, I like to stick with my preseason prediction that the Bills are gonna miss the playoffs, I also agree that the Bills would make the playoffs more fun than pretty much any other team in there. Not even just Steelers, the Jaguars right now. Yeah. Of course, they could they beat the Bills, they could be a fun team, but it, I can't really believe that they're going to be based on the last five plus weeks of play. And then, you know, Colts and Texans are nice stories, but when it comes down to it, <laughs> I don't think anyone really feels that either of those teams are more than would be happy. No, to they're win a game. they're
1: definitely great stories. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think the Colts would win like five games. I, they're oh, like I last year's Seahawks. I thought yeah, they would right. totally suck. So total total credit to them. Shane
0: Steichen. Know, the Bucks are last year's Seahawks too. Oh, true true, 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 true. Yeah, but, nice callback there.
1: I know, but uh, yeah, it, and CJ Stroud has been awesome. Definitely offensive rookie of the year. Although. Puka Nakua and uh, Kyron Williams have been awesome too on the Rams. They
0: have, I know. They're they're definitely at least making it interesting. I think that CJ Stroud coming back to play this past week. He still, he's still week he should still,
1: still be the front runner probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no matter who wins that game, yeah, they'll end up as a six or 7th seed, and then they'll face a either... the seed. Oh, the true, true. Yeah, the I guess it's two. I guess it's. Uh... I shouldn't I shouldn't just pencil in Jacksonville, especially since they're only like a field goal favorite versus the Titans. Right. right. I mean as
0: like the Titans have been very disappointing this season, mm-hmm. but they're also a team where Feels like oftentimes you want to just totally dismiss them, like oh they suck, and then they come out and win a game. You're like, how did they pull that off? Like what is? There's such an inconsistent team week to week. So uh, I definitely think that they have a chance uh, beyond just you know the bias of yeah, hoping that the, the Jaguars lose to the Steelers. I, I
1: give the Bucks a much better chance of beating Carolina, the last place team in the NFC South, than Jacksonville, beating the last place team in the AFC South.
0: Which oh. is also a very, like, as bad as Tennessee is, no one is in Carolina's league No,
1: right now. <laughs> Carolina's <So. laughs> in a tier of their own in terms of how much they suck. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so, uh, I mean, it'll definitely be interesting to see how things play out. I guess, you know, in the whole scenario where the AFC South winner um, is from Houston Indy, they would be playing Cleveland in the wild card round. So, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But in an ideal world, if that were to happen, whether it's the Texans, the Colts, uh, taking on the Browns I think the coach of the year like should just be determined who wins that wild card game either Kevin Safansky takes it for winning a playoff game with Joe Flacco or you just give it to the rookie Shane Sykin or D'Amico Ryans for overachieving in Houston and Indy that's what there, I would there are say. a
1: lot of coaches that deserve to be in the running N- not just those three but McVeigh with the Rams I right? don't think the Rams would be the good, good this year but maybe a lot of that has to do with the two rookies that they picked up in the draft this year and yeah, they, then, I mean they killed it. That's Dan, the Dan,
0: ultimate team building strategy: is just nail fifth round picks.
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, Harbaugh, I, I like it's
0: right, right.
1: Uh, Dan Campbell. Like there are a lot of guys, incl- and including those other three that you already mentioned that deserve to be in the running. But I, I don't know. I, I, it probably should go to like one of those first three that you mentioned, either Stefanski, Steichen, or Demico Ryan. probably, like, probably. I, I don't know. I'd like to see it to go to one of those two AFC South. Coaches like those, t- those right. t- the Texans and Colts, the f- they're like fighting for a playoff spot I, again. I thought those both those teams, uh, I didn't think they'd do anything really this year in terms of yeah competing for a spot.
0: No, I agree. It's not a shock that Cleveland is in the playoffs from like beginning of the season. It's a shock that they're in the playoffs on their fourth quarterback who they signed off the street as a thirty-eight year old on top of injuries throughout yeah. the rest of the roster. Come back, so, yeah, come back, player of the year. Uh mm-hmm.
1: Damar Hamlin's a nice story, but. I mean, come on, yeah. Joe Flacco's... Right. Uh, that I don't know, that's just me. I, I would for sure pick him as the one No,
0: I, I get that. I still think, like, both of them... So you have the, the Damar Hamlin came back from death, but yeah. also hasn't played. Joe Flacco came back from dropping his kids off at school to an nfl practice squad to an nfl roster
1: if you told me i, I like th- if you told me 38 year old joe Flacco would be the quarterback yeah, no i Browns, i thought not, uh-huh. then i would be thinking oh wow cleveland must have sucked this year and they're probably it's in the right for the top of the draft like no they're actually one of the best teams in the afc right now
0: he's yeah i know he's making deshaun watson like a legit question of like, uh, what do you do if you're the Browns? I don't think they really have a choice there. But the fact that people are actually kind of speculating on that, and also is Joe Flacco actually a likable contract somewhere else. <laughs> I know with Joe Flacco. I, know, I mean, which, yeah, right. No, I agree. Which sucks to say, but that's also, I mean, that's another point toward Kevin Safansky. I, I just, I would say that I still think that Baker Mayfield should be in the conversation for comeback player. I the agree year because I, I think agree. he came I... back from. I mean, the getting traded by the Browns post-injury and everything that happened last year in Carolina. Yeah. I think that that's I, also a, I would pick Baker's second the definition but, a little better. I, I would pick but,
1: Baker's second, but Flacco I just first. wish,
0: yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess it's fair. It's one of those things where I don't know if I'm just like hating on Joe Flacco and the Browns or if it's just a, an actual like narrative thing and just feel like certain he's you know, comeback l- player of the year. Killing is, it. Like, he has been, I guess he, I wish that he's most only 72 yards away
1: a, from Johnny. <laughs> from pass- oh, from know, passing
0: him yeah right <laughs> uh right. all, all it's, records it's... meant to be broken is what john yeah said. no it's it's been impressive what he's done like you can't deny that it's been impressive what you know the the browns coaching staff has done and i just hope that they um go back to hell next year when Deshaun watson comes back so <laughs>
1: That's fair. That's totally fair. They're they're I think they're a likable team right now, but yeah, I think once No,
0: I I get it. You're right. I think it well, is I think once they're, uh, they're likable.
1: Once the season ends, it'll likely be Deshaun as the starter still and they keep and him. They'll go back and then they'll go
0: back to hating everyone him. Everyone hates them. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep, that sounds great. And uh yeah, so I guess um you know, just there's a few different directions we can go here. Um Steelers play the Ravens week 18. And initially, I was thinking we just kind of jump into Baltimore, but let's put them on pause for a moment here because um, one thing that I think needs to be talked about is this Week 18 game. The officiating crew—it's going to be Brad Allen. And I know. Company, Did I text? Doing you? Oh, Steelers you, Ravens game.
1: You know, I real—I just realized. Oh, uh, I didn't. I texted a a friend of ours, different Steelers fan, about this, but I, I forgot to text you about this. I think.
0: Yeah. No. I I, I saw it like I an saw, hour I saw, after. I it saw. I saw this he earlier probably today probably too. The news to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so people were wondering if they would ever do a game again and said they're not just doing a game, they're doing a nationally televised game, and I just already know that the seal is either going to get screwed out of a playoff spot or, or they're gonna, gonna get really beat into one, yeah, right, and either way, it's not gonna be fun conversations for the the next you know few days slash weeks after the game, so uh I guess you know with that, let's talk about the reason why Brad Allen and officiating crew are relevant and uh we kind of overlooked it in the past but i think it's hard to overlook it any longer with the the lions cowboys and uh detroit definitely got screwed
1: um, no really yeah
0: yeah no that was uh <laughs> that was a a uh big blunder of like all blunders officiating has sucked this year um uh, oh, but that's all time biased, that's all that's, time yeah. bad that was right so and, bad. i mean especially in week 17 to have that happen so
1: that was so bro that that completely changes the landscape of the nfc playoffs because yeah if let's say dallas loses which they should have and because philly lost to the cardinals the philly would still be the two seed right right now or would they be the three seed
0: they, so the lions would have the, the Lions would have jumped the eagles the right but the because but philly would still have a home
1: playoff game and dallas right. would still be they would be the wild the, card. the five seed they'd still yeah. be a wild card team but the lions would actually be have even though it's a s- small chance they have a chance of getting that one in the one seed too well right. the, but and the niners starters would still have to play <laughs> and but yeah. luckily they could sit so good for the niners that they can, right uh, especially
0: with christian mccaffrey's injury with his calf
1: injury yeah but that, that look the lions they probably very very likely still would not get the one seed but Man, that, that does kind of screw them over. It does.
0: Yeah, uh, it really does. That, their
1: their chance of that. And now it looks like they're pretty much going to be locked into the three seed because cannot imagine Dallas losing to Washington. Uh, uh, at, I know they did that last year in Week 18, but I, I don't know. didn't matter
0: this, last year. Yeah,
1: and this Washington team really
0: well, sucks. Well, not only – Dallas and Philly would both have to lose. So the Eagles would also have to lose to the Giants. Yeah, So and that seems you know, unlikely. – They're both on the I don't road, care how much – they suck uh,
1: right now, but – you can, they can still beat the Giants, but right. the yeah, reality so, of both of them losing.
2: Is so the issue that
1: here. that decision completely changes the the landscape of the NFC playoffs and who plays who, and and, yeah. and whether if a team plays on the road or at home or at
0: now. home. Yeah. Oh, I know. It, it's such a significant call, and it's one of those things where like you confuse everybody but also everything that's coming out sounds like that dan campbell and the lions warned the refs before the game this is something they were going to do and you could see videos of both you know taylor decker and then like the other you know number 70 kind of in there but it was like taylor decker was clearly the one reporting and it's just it's i don't i don't just another thing in the long line of how bad nfl officiating has been right now
1: i don't want to let the lines totally off the hook for what happened there. No, they don't you, because yeah, you, they s- don't deserve you see to be. Taylor Decker, you see Pinay Sewell next to the ref, and then you also mm-hmm. see Dan Skipper coming into the play. So you're you're kinda confusing the refs a little bit. Like you know what you're trying to do there. You're trying Right, to, they're tr- trying to confuse the you, Cowboys. You're trying to confuse the defense. Uh, and say like is it that guy? Is it that guy? Is it that guy? But still on the refs, man. Like you gotta you gotta if you see the video, Jared Goff. He's telling Taylor Decker, "Hey, go over there, report to the ref, and tell him that you're the eligible receiver." And then you see Taylor Decker go over to the ref and tell him. And then, look, it was just a it's a bad blunder by the ref. But, but I hate that they didn't own up to it. Like because oh, apparently they ran that play a few times in that game, and every single time it was Dan Skipper that was the eligible receiver. But this time it just happened to be Taylor Decker. And so maybe yeah, so like, like they just assumed it was yeah. So 70. he just made the assumption. Uh, I and I, I loved uh, listening to John Perry's explanation of it, <laughs> You know, defending yeah. the the rules analyst on ESPN. Defending, I know, that's, defending that's the refs. Like, right.
0: That that's every time. It's always sticking up for the refs. Sticking the refs up for his right guys or wrong. and the refs. It's very rare that they'll call out the officials. Like asked. He me. talked super he egregious. He talked. It's like
1: how three he, different
0: penalties
1: yeah it was like three different penalties and that uh, apparently uh, like oh well he didn't hear what taylor decker was saying and that well that's on him <laughs> you, yeah you got to right. be more uh you got to pay more attention to who's who's the eligible man on that play uh so a play like that to go down the way it did where it was such an exciting finish and and uh, the way it ended where the refs just took it away like i look the lines i don't want Totally led them off the hook because yeah they were trying to uh, trick the Cowboys defense into who was really the eligible receiver and then you could also go for the extra point when it doesn't work out they in favor yes right but they still went for two from the seven yard two. line right <laughs> so uh. which I I thought that was kind of silly but at the same time I I just can't help but look at the rest and say wow you guys suck at this.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And it, it's it's been a, a problem with this officiating crew. You know, Adam Schefter comes out with all the, the hits on them immediately on Twitter because you had the, the Packers Chiefs where there was a missed pass interference call on Mark Brad Allen's scaling. crew is on that yep. game too. Yeah, I think someone said it was like the worst missed call since the NFC Championship game. Saints Rams,
1: Rams, yeah. Rams, Saints. that. I don't yeah. know, that one might still be the worst, but... Well, I mean, it's, it's, that was it's the, the worst the, since given that Given the one. game, given the stakes, yes, and that the Saints uh, easily could have uh, made the Super Bowl <laughs> if it right. went differently.
0: Yeah, and um, there were, like, a few others. I should have written some of these down, but... No, like, but it, that it, one were, sticks
1: out. That one's... Yeah, right. I would that was, say like the big one. I would one. say that it's the worst call since that play. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, no, and it's like this This crew has had other blunders this season where, like, just all these other things that they were responsible for, like games that had bad calls, it always goes back to Brad Allen um, and his crew. So, you know, it's not just, like, this one game that was messed up. It was a lot of other things that... <laughs> Uh, lead you to believe that they are going to continue to have issues. And it's just wild to me that the NFL is giving them another nationally televised game.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. So, look, again, the Lions, I think there should be some blame on them, just the way the linemen were running to the ref and confusing the hell out of them. But I still put that on the refs. And I don't know, I kind of like what Dan Campbell said after the game, you know, days later and said that, hey, look, even though we lost – there are definitely some plays that we left out on the field and, you know, we're going to use this emotion and, uh, and as fuel, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, no, I, like... I
0: get it. Right. That's, I mean, that's all you can do at this point. So yeah, I, I, I mean, like, it... I
1: like how one of the reporters asked him, like, where's this anger coming from? And then Dan <laughs> Campbell was like, like, would you be, would you be happy right now about this? Like, no man, right. this this sucks. <laughs> losing like this. I hate losing. So i don't blame him for the way he reacted to that either
0: (laughs) no i don't at all it's always so hard losing um on you know by the officials at the end of a game like that and i i like the takes about how you can't remove the human element like a human error element out of officiating in sports because that just gives you a gripe like you know lions fans can always blame this and there's other opportunities where as you want it to be perfect at that point if you just have robot umps and robot f's refs well you just lost because you lost <laughs> you can't blame it on anybody else so i totally understand that i get people being frustrated with officiating across sports um i think one people or one thing that a lot of people are saying and I, I kind of agree with is that nfl officials could be made full time but they do one game a week it's not like the other sports where you're doing a game like every single day. You're working a full-time job. So, I mean, maybe you could spend a week just training them and watching videos and going over missed calls and stuff, and maybe that'll improve it. But, again, those other sports, they're full-time. They all have their own problems.
1: get rep some high school or college games yeah right, right. before, just the, do before that. the big game uh, on sunday i don't know yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know i don't know that there's like a clear and easy way to fix it i think ultimately it comes down to accountability that's something that you don't get from officials like you know the the players and I don't coaches know, just, get maybe you have the replay system
1: though. if it's something so egregiously missed like hey we'll be we able gotta to expand it now. more
0: uh-huh <laughs> But it, it's the, the refs association, I think, just protects them too much. And it, like that's kind of where the changes would need to start is just having more accountability for the officials that would go on in-game and then ultimately post-game. Because right now you just have one pool reporter who gets to interview them and there's nothing of consequence. I mean, this is an opportunity where the NFL could have done something and they did not punish them. So that I was, think it's that was uh, horrible. <laughs> that was So bad. Yeah. <laughs> No, it it was, and you're right. It's going to affect the playoff picture, and um, ultimately, I think, you know the the one thing that does kind of need to be talked about in this case is yes, um, you know the Dallas Cowboys are benefits by moving into the two seed now. The Philadelphia Eagles are they didn't really do themselves any favors in this regard by losing to the Cardinals, so. Um, as much as it sucks for Lions fans to, to lose to bad officiating, I think Eagles fans might be in even more hell just seeing a team that should have been a Super Bowl contender. Maybe still is, just how they played this past month. There's just no inspiration and confidence from this team right now.
1: You know how uh, every week one, it's overreaction week one? Yeah. Uh, let's go with uh, overreaction week 17. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I, I Corey, I, I feel like I'm pretty good when it comes to being patient with teams when it whether if it's a team i'm high on or low on and waiting for them to be good or bad and that's kind of how i felt about the eagles where it's they lose they get their ass kicked by the niners it's like all right like the niners they got their revenge their best team in football at that point at least and let's see what they do next week and then they face dallas and even though they're they're gonna choke in january in the regular season especially at home they're really good at home and um and so you kind of I don't look at that loss as a big deal. And then they lose to Seattle versus Drew Locke. And it's like, all right, like that one's a little bit more concerning, but you know, that was a, that came down to the very end. And, um, maybe this will be a turning point, but losing to the Cardinals at home where you need to win and they don't need to win. No, no, they need <laughs> to be opposite
0: of winning. <laughs>
1: and, and they lose that game, uh, yeah. Uh, now I'm officially concerned, and I'm kind of out on Philly at this point. Maybe maybe it's too strong to say out, but I don't know. I mean, I, look. It's just okay. If if you're not the Ravens or Niners, pretty much any team you thought would would be good. Fill in the blank of this team, I think will be good. Like no, they, they after the Ravens after the Niners, everyone stinks. <laughs> Which is kind of yeah, harsh, no, it, <laughs> <right>. but <laughs> but uh. it's either. So Ravens and Niners are in tier of their own. The next tier are teams that are good, but have a fatal flaw. And then the next team are teams that suck. The Eagles in that team, were, they're good, but, man, that defense is really letting them down, but especially in their secondary. Uh,
0: their defense sucks. And I know their offense scored 31 points. that That's just because they have talent on the field. Their coaching staff on offense sucks, too.
1: Um. Uh, but the defense is way more concerning. See, I I think losing offense or defensive coordinators, sometimes I think the loss is overrated, depending on who it is. But when you go to Matt Patricia uh, as your defensive coordinator. Sean Desai coordinator,
0: and then Matt Patricia. Yeah. yeah.
1: The, the last four drives in the second half for the Cardinals, 10 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Nine plays, 70... 70- they all led to a touchdown. Second, oh yeah, their second <laughs> half was incredible. Every single every uh, single drive in the second half led to a touchdown, and just their secondary has re- has really sucked this year. Even though they have Slay and Bradbury, and they traded for Bayard. The and Byard's done nothing. It, yeah, he's done nothing. It's their
0: linebacker core is just terrible. I mean, they lost guys in free agency, did not replace them,
1: and then some of their draft picks haven't lived up to to I don't know. They haven't lived up to their their hype. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely it's bad right now for Philly. I st- I have all I have I have full confidence that they can beat the Giants in Week 18, and then whichever crap even
0: that I mean they beat them in Week 16. I know, at but home, still that was way closer. I can it should still have been. I still think they uh,
1: should beat them, and then whatever crap NFC South team that they face in the Wild Card round, I still think they'll beat them. But beyond that, after that, where if they face? Niners, Cowboys, whatever—I don't know. That's that's when I start to get concerned. Where I, yeah, I don't no, feel I, good about them afterwards.
0: Right, right. and I, I totally get that. I feel you know pretty much the same way. Uh, I mean, I I don't think you can call a, a game in Tampa or New Orleans a lock for the Eagles after you lose at home to the Cardinals. But um, I know, would still pick that, it's them. Also, but yeah, right. But it's and after that, it's you know, like you can you can talk yourself into the team starting to get hot and maybe fixing some of those issues. But it's just. I don't know. I just don't The, I- see... the issues,
1: I, I think they're fatal flaws for them. Yeah. Where...
0: No, I com- I completely agree. I just don't see this team going on a big yeah. run without just some something chaotic happening yeah, for them I, to stumble their way out there.
1: I've been pretty patient with them over the past month where, like, yeah, it's not great loss, but I, I, I still expected the bounce back is what I'm trying to say. And mm-hmm. now that they're losing to one of the worst teams in the league at home in, uh, again, uh, not a meaningful game for the Cardinals and all uh, absolutely meaningful game for Philly. It, that's, that's where I'm, I'm, uh, I'm out now on them.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I totally can relate to that. I guess it wasn't fully with the Arizona loss, but it's when you lose to a team that is trying to lose and that is along you...
1: with what was happening prior to that.
0: Right. Right, on top so of that thing. So it was just things, one random, if, if they up.
1: were if they were right, like every 13 now and, then you'll see and that. 2 and they just uh-huh. laid an egg in one game. Like I remember like last year they were undefeated and then they randomly lost to the Commanders at home. versus yes. Heineke right. on Monday night. It's like all right, like that's like one blip in the radar. No big yeah, deal. Yeah, like you needed
0: a loss to, to yeah, be able to move forward. To yeah, to humble you couldn't themselves. go on But now, uh-huh. now
1: now this is like a a really long stretch of losses and and right the le and the most recent one being the Cardinals like come on that's
0: yeah no and look the Cardinals with Kyler Murray are not the Cardinals pre-Kyler Murray I know Josh Dobbs had his <laughs> was moments the man for a in little Minnesota while for but... a couple weeks but uh-huh. yeah, uh yeah Kyler... they're a better team yeah but they're still, they're still I mean they're still the Cardinals if, right if Kyler Murray was healthy all year given how bad the <laughs> NFC has been like when it gets down to like the six and seven spot maybe they could still be fighting for a playoff spot here but you know they're they're a four and twelve team right now, right? Five and eleven maybe after this win, whatever it is. I mean, they're fu- it, it I think they're four foreign... draft position. Oh they no,
1: they, I, you know what? I I take it back. They might be. I don't know. It's one I of are the...
0: I think they're they're four and twelve at this point, and because uh, they they beat the Steelers, they beat the Eagles now. Um, they beat. Actually, they might be five now because I think they've won three out of four games. They beat it's four, else and four and twelve. They're four and twelve. It is four and twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but they also they lost to the Bears last week. They, um, I think they lost to someone else who wasn't all that great. Or they got blown out by the Niners. But yeah, ultimately it's not a great loss. And yes, the defense in Philly is a problem. I mean the offensive coordinator Brian Johnson. Like he is also a problem. Like Jonathan Gannon is obviously a big loss. I mean this is the game that I was kind of thinking of when I said Jonathan Gannon and the Cardinals would look better than they did under Cliff Kingsbury. But Shane Sykin is clearly a big loss. We see what he's doing in Indianapolis with Gardner Minshew, and now we see what he's doing or what the Eagles are doing without him. It was kind of First like twenty.
1: It was kind of like when Frank Reich left. Where, yeah, uh, like, yeah, I don't think he's great now, especially. I'm <laughs> getting fired again, but, right? I know, it's, but at the time, really I remember. Okay, after they won the Super Bowl, he goes to Indy, and the Colts. They ended up looking like a solid team. They made the playoffs with Philip Rivers, and, and, and then the Eagles had a stretch where they didn't look good, and Peterson got fired, and it's yeah. like, oh, maybe look, maybe it was about Frank Reich and not Doug Peterson.
0: So I right,
1: so but and I mean, now, n- now it's not that's not the case, but. There's a there's a similar uh, aspect.
0: There, I mean, there's definitely a lot of people who are saying it was all Shane Sykan and not Nick Sirianni especially in the Eagles fan base, which again, they're frustrated, especially since New York Sirianni,
1: he's not the most likable coach. either. No,
0: no, he's not. It was easy to like him when he was leading to the Super Bowl. But even remember in 2021, when he was first hired, I think a lot of people were out on him. Yeah. Pretty and, early uh, on. When,
1: when he's a worse public speaker than I am. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the, the Eagles had first and 20 on that, like drive late in the game, quarterback draw quarterback draw and then third and 19 bubble screen Devonte smith is a lead blocker and he gets hurt and his who knows if he's going to be able to play in week 18 like that's an injury that is uh not something you want to see happening i mean the dude's 165 pounds and you're you know you're running that play there i think i understand eagles fans being fed up with the coaching staff um jocina anderson put out a report saying that there is a strong chance that two NFC East teams change coaches. Ron Rivera, obviously, oh, come is come on. Done. Yeah, it's a question <laughs> of whether he's allowed Brissette, to retire. Him putting
1: in <laughs> um and benching Sam Howell uh-huh. is, is a peak way of Ron Rivera <laughs> ending his right. uh, coaching tenure and not drafting right. and, a guy. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. so, but then from there, it's a question. I mean, Brian Dayball, things have not been great with the Giants, but he also lost his quarterback. Mike McCarthy, yeah, he's a buffoon and deserves, you know, he would be getting a ton of heat right now if the Lions actually pulled off the comeback, but he's, the offense has been so good this year. Oh, I, you know,
1: one thing I've totally forgot about, this drove me crazy and I, I completely forgot about it because of just how significant that last two point conversion was, but run the ball yeah no i <laughs> they agree. up throwing he, it and they they gave the lions uh, 40 extra seconds
0: yeah like, this i know he'd be getting like,
1: that is exactly why i'll never believe in dallas
0: <laughs> right his clock management is going to be an issue and like it, it could still certainly hurt them in the playoffs but i think it became kind of clear that any issue with dallas's offense is more on the coordinator kellen moore and just mike mccarthy has actually been able to be great there
1: yeah that that, that part blows my mind is that Mike McCarthy's actually been... The, the Cowboys' offense has still been more successful with him as yeah. a play caller.
0: I mean, Dak Prescott has looked like an MVP candidate for a lot of the, the second half of the season here. So it just kind of leaves Nick Sirianni, though, as the one where it's like the coach that might surprise you. Like, it feels like that's probably <laughs> something to consider at this point, especially if the Eagles don't even win a playoff game. If you could fire Doug Peterson after winning a Super Bowl, you can fire Nick Sirianni after losing one. Yeah. So. Right, especially if Howie Roseman is all of a sudden feeling like he's on the hot seat because of how bad the defense has been that he's assembled. So,
1: which feels crazy because I feel like he's been one of the yeah, better, I, if not the best, GM too. over the past few years.
0: Right, right. I, I know he was uh, on the hot seat in 2020, and obviously, you know, got things right immediately turning that 2021 team into a playoff team in 2022 in a Super Bowl. But, yeah, I mean, the Eagles are definitely um, a lot more problems than expected at this point in yeah, the and season. I, and I, I can't,
1: I can't, you can't ignore them at this point in the year now.
0: No, you can't at all. Yeah, I mean, they could still find a way. You, like, I think there's still enough talent on you, the team for them to maybe stumble their way into an unexpected win, but it's just I'm yeah, not going to be predicting it or banking on it.
1: It's probably – it's probably uh you know me saying I like, got I'm, I'm out on them. That's probably going too far. And saying you know like because they're a team that yes yes if they were to turn around they're one of the best teams in the league, and can make a run. But the I don't know. It's just the the problems are too glaring at this point, and it's this late in the year where it, it feels like it's not gonna change. Yeah, no,
0: I agree, and I hey, I like the conviction. I think it's it's lukewarm to say that you know the Eagles from August. Like, I still think that they're the best team in the league, just based I on feel, what you've I feel seen
1: good about. about it. For even when they were losing, I'm I, I I still kind of, uh, I still had my stance on them for pretty much like until December,
0: <laughs> until yeah. like literally oh, the I last <laughs> day of the year. Uh,
1: I felt I I I was still on Philly took but you that long. Yeah, yeah, I lost the Cardinals. That's that's the pull the plug. That's
0: that's, (laughs) which I think is is very fair um, at that point to go with. So um, anyway, I guess let's kind of shift back to the the AFC here and let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens because two weeks ago, prior to the Ravens playing the Niners and the Dolphins, I made a comment that I believe that if the Ravens don't go to the Super Bowl, then that is a problem. Like that is a disappointment given how well they'd been playing and just the rest of the AFC landscape. You were very quick to just be like, "I don't believe in them, like they haven't shown the playoff, and then like I'm not saying that I'm predicting them to go to the Super Bowl, just saying that this it would be a disappointment for them not to go to the Super Bowl at this point. Do you agree now it would be a disappointment yeah, if yeah.
1: You <laughs> you, you, so different birds different uh, different uh-huh. conferences different stances yeah. um I've been kind of uh, anti baltimore not super anti but like, like well, i, I believe but not fully believe in them like yeah i've always yeah. believed that they're a playoff team never believed that they're a super bowl contender a super
0: bowl yeah right yeah
1: um yeah now <laughs> december 31st <laughs> is the day where uh-huh. like you know well you know what? i take it not december 31st christmas day
0: right when they beat the nine when they beat the niners, beat the niners
1: convincingly that's yeah. when i was like oh, okay yeah they're 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 legit <laughs> and I, I mean i i was starting to believe that already but once they beat the niners because i'll admit i hate mike florio but i was kind of with him uh coming into that game we're like uh, oh they were me, gonna get oh out. give me the niners for sure uh-huh. uh, i didn't i didn't even think about that like i'm definitely gonna pick the niners but yeah i would have been with him on that one being dead wrong and yeah that's when i fully bought into the ravens and yeah um different birds <laughs> different stances where it's like yeah they're they're legit now, and they're definitely a Super Bowl contender, and they probably should be the favorite now at this point.
0: Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I, it, it's can't, kind of. not can't ignore it anymore now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Even I without know. Mark and Andrews,
1: it's... their offense, granted, Miami's yes. is overrated, and their defense is really not that so good. So 56. 56 points is. Yeah.
0: 56 and 19. Just. And it's like, I mean, okay, it...
1: Lamar, uh, yeah, he's the MVP at this point.
0: Right. Right.
1: Uh, and then, yeah, five touchdowns. And who does he throw to? He's got Zay Flowers and, what, Justice Hill?
0: <laughs> right, yeah, Odo Beckham Rashad on Bateman, who's done nothing. Uh, like,
1: who? <laughs> so the fact that he's playing this well with what he's got without his right, best I mean, option. No,
0: no J.K. Dobbins, no Mark Andrews. Like, yeah. Those are the top two guys that you would think of coming into the season for the Ravens offense. Yeah. Like, hopes, but also question marks about the receivers. It, it, it's and impressive their what, awesome. what he can do their right. defense is oh, so good. I know. Good. Yeah, it, it has been great this year. And I think that um you know, I don't know what to expect in the playoffs, especially if they come off a bye, but it's getting to the point where like if they don't <laughs> manage to win two games in the playoffs because we've seen them win one. We saw them beat Tennessee in 2020. Which is they kind can't of whatever. Just... <laughs> right, right. If they can't kind of take that next step which would put them in the Super Bowl as a one seed, then I don't know what what the you know result would be out of that, but there has to be a ton of concerns of how you look at this team and this roster and this quarterback. There's just gonna be so much pressure going into that, and I very much understand like a lot of people kind of having conversations where you know Lamar Jackson at the point is not just about you know what he can be as a quarterback, how he sacks up against the rest of the league, but like what he's able to do, and just people are saying if he wins the Super Bowl you gotta start wondering where he would fall in the all-time ranks and I I don't know where that would be you don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves right now but it's there's so much riding on this team and heading into the playoffs you know for this quarterback for the the whole team Harbaugh I mean he's someone who he won a Super Bowl 11 years ago it's easy to you know that for the Mike Tomlin haters say oh it's been 13 years 11 years is also a very long time and the Ravens have minimal playoffs and they haven't been
1: So not only have they haven't won a Super Bowl since then, but they haven't been to an AFC Championship. Since no, no, Tom then has I... been
0: to an AFC Championship game more recently than him. So,
1: is that so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, duh. 2016. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Twenty sixteen, when the Steelers <laughs> uh, did absolutely nothing for yeah, the just Patriots,
0: got, right? Blown out against Patriots. Yeah. yeah. Tom yeah, Brady still made it there. <laughs>
1: that that looked like the easiest game for the Patriots. Easiest yeah, W. Yeah.
0: That was... I know that was a a tough one to be on the other end of. But again, I mean, the the Ravens, there's a lot riding on them at this point. And there's also part of it is not really a reason to feel like they can't do it because you look at all these other teams. Now, Buffalo is an interesting one, especially if they get that two seed.
1: Yeah, Buffalo, in my opinion, my opinion, they're the most interesting to me. But man, when I look at these other teams... Look, Miami is so fun to watch. And I will admit, I'm someone, along with many other people, I overvalue offense. I don't value defense enough. And Miami, yes, their offense is fun to watch. But, man, they are huge front runners. If they play a shit team, they will blow them out. But anytime they face any sort of good team... I guess Dallas, yeah, they won that, but that's like the NFC version. That's like the NFC version of them. Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) Where they're the same. same Where great, they can beat Uh, on these crap teams. Once they face a legit one, then I don't have any confidence in them, especially defensively. And they they lost Bradley Chubb in garbage time. Right.
0: I know that's 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 going to be a a loss. loss. Uh
1: And yeah, I I just look. They're fun to watch. They'll they'll. Very likely win their first round matchup, whoever they face. But again, beyond that, well,
0: Miami, if they don't win the division, if they lose to the Buffalo, they, they would face be going Kansas to Arrowhead. City they or go to Arrowhead. Yeah, right. I think actually, I think yeah, with the loss, they're going to Arrowhead. They'd be the six seed. Browns are clinched in the five seed, and there's no scenario where Miami would drop to the seven. So yeah, they'd be going to Arrowhead. And again, I mean, that's another so I guess team. yeah, if they
1: were to lose, then maybe maybe I shouldn't say it's a lock then, but. Uh-huh. And, but speaking of Kansas City, like, th- right. their, their receivers suck. <laughs> it's <laughs> they, they, it's they have, bad. There's yeah. so many drops. Every freaking Chiefs game I watch, uh, not that Mahomes has been great, because he, especially that Raiders game, he's, he looked awful. But a lot of it also has to do with who he's throwing to, and they, they can't catch. And look, even though they were proven right last year that losing Tyreek Hill did not affect them, and they won the Super Bowl, this is the year where it really does affect them and that, Travis Kelsey looks like a shell of himself at this point who knows if he comes back after this season and after him it's so bad it's with yeah t- 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 Tony who's Tony the, the just wor- just uh, the worst absolute worst of all of them he's the worst Sky Moore is he blows he, he
0: yeah I he, say I haven't even heard his name at all yeah. Rushy Rice has been okay Rus- Rice rookie, is the only guy
1: I like or that anybody likes
0: right I know MVS like you know what you're getting out of him
1: I don't even know at this point.
0: <laughs> right. Well, it's you're usually getting a lot of drops. Now. I don't even know that he, he drops right. his
1: deep threats now. Uh, his deep uh, passes now too. So I don't, I don't even know if you keep, do know if you, what you're getting out of him at this point either. Uh Justin Watson maybe, you know what you're getting out of Yeah, him. right. He's he's been he's solid. He's semi reliable, which is kind of sad. But it's
0: uh, also right. He's someone who should be what like the fifth receiver on the like team. When he's like
1: their second wide yeah. receiver.
0: Right. Right. It's definitely uh a lot of reason. I mean, you talk about fatal flaws, like this team, it just feels inevitable that a wide receiver, probably Kadarius Tony is going to ruin their season. Uh,
1: the fatal flaws. That one's the that was the one I feel the strongest about. Uh right. the teams where or yes, they have Patrick Mahomes and if you have him, yeah, you can you you have a chance. Uh, don't get me wrong, but man, that's another one where it's late in the year now, and they're facing yeah. the Raiders on Christmas, a team that doesn't have much to play for, and and uh,
0: right, that game has me like completely out. Yeah. on them. I mean, even just this past week, you know, it took six field goals for them to beat the Bengals. Yeah, the that, the Bengals just, just got blown out by the Steelers. I know Jamar Chase was back so, for this that, game. That's but... such a
1: shame that man, without Burrow, that game. Like that really, game, I can't, I, did, I barely pay attention to that game.
0: I know. I thought they were gonna swap the Baltimore, Miami, and kc Cincinnati games, that would which, so looking back, well, well, it would have never been, mind. <laughs> I, at the time, I mean, it made so yeah. much sense. But right, and I know that would have been uh, all right. Time to stop watching football and enjoy New Year's Eve now. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least it ended up being an interesting game, but also not necessarily a fun game. It wasn't that fun. Just, like yeah, I mean, Cincinnati it look like didn't a grind in the second half. Yeah, exactly. So. I definitely am not feeling confident in KC. Cleveland, you know, they might be the the second best team in the Uh, AFC. Yeah,
1: Cleveland, I think is the most undervalued team right now in the AFC. I mean, Mm -hmm. Uh, because again, people look at offenses too much while not paying enough attention to their the defense success. And Cleveland, not Baltimore, but they're one of the best defenses in the league. And Joe Flacco for whatever reason is lighting it up.
0: He's been awesome. Amari
1: uh just destroyed the Texans, which was nice to right. watch. And Jerome Ford has done a really solid job in place of Nick Chubb. David Njoku's had a breakout year. Uh I'm definitely happy for him given what uh he experienced in the beginning of the year. Oh, I
0: know, yeah, burning himself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw this I saw this thing uh online where it was a it was like a uh a picture of Brown's cartoon versions of the players. Like mm-hmm. around the Christmas tree and the fire, and and David Njoku was next to the fire, and then Najoku commented, "It was like you really had to put me next to the fire."
0: <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, but anyway, yeah, the, the Browns. Uh, I, I I I'm confident in them. I I definitely have all the confidence that whatever AFC South team they face, because they're locked into the five seed now. Yeah, uh, I have all the confidence that they can beat whoever they face, even oh, on they the road. Beat-
0: yeah, they beat the Colts and the Texans on the road. They beat the Jaguars at home. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll see if that changes in Duval, but I don't I don't feel confident in the Jags. So oh, no. Yeah. I mean it, it might be too much recency bias with these picks, but I can't
1: help it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I get it. Right. It's all about momentum going to the playoffs. Um, in a lot of cases, and I, I don't know who I would root for when it came down to if it came down to Ravens Browns. <laughs> it would be funny if Joe Flacco knocks Yeah. Like I, it, when it comes down to it, I still don't like the Browns. Like I'm not gonna just all of a sudden be a Browns fan just because Watson isn't their quarterback. Is that's still who they are? You know, that's they're still the same fans, but. I don't know. It would be funny. It'd be funny it'd be funny, it'd be funny if that happened it without Watson. But right. at the same time, Flacco don't you want to see
1: Don't you want to see the best teams in the Super Bowl? Well, the Browns like, yeah, they right. are a top, arguably top at least ten, maybe five team in the league I, now.
0: Yeah, I mean I I genuinely think that you can make an argument that right now Cleveland is the third best team in the NFL. Wow. And it's crazy I don't to say and I'm not I'm not like, going that far, but they did almost lose to the Bears. So maybe that's yeah. one thing. Like, if they lost to that, they'd be the same thing as the Eagles losing to the Cardinals and the Cowboys and, you know, getting blown out by the Bills. And mm-hmm. I don't know. When it comes down to Buffalo and Cleveland, maybe Buffalo should still be above them. But, you know, but Buffalo's not even locked they in. Look... They could miss the playoffs. I know. They Browns look... are the second, or I guess I think them and Miami are tied, but Cleveland's trending up and Miami's not trending up obviously after this latest loss but even then you know the Cowboys game easily could have lost that too and I don't know I, I like to think that the Dolphins can beat the Bills at home but they've also lost 12 of the last 14. Yeah, but Dolphins are a
1: much better road team and I don't know I could just totally see Buffalo choking it away.
0: Yeah it would be perfect. It would way just for be so Buffalo to, to do end. that too. Right it's just like finally like everyone's hot you know you're feeling great and then lose and miss the playoffs there's a reason the, why the no last one the season.
1: there's a reason why other teams don't want you them specifically in the playoffs because they, yeah, they would be a team that could make face. a run but we know what right. Buffalo can do uh in terms of uh, like what we saw versus Cincinnati in the playoffs last year where they could just fall flat on their face too
0: hmm yeah, I, I I agree. It'll be really interesting. You know, we got to get through Week 18 first, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot that's certainly subject to change between now and the start of the playoffs. There um, there are so
1: yeah. many crappy teams in the league, but this is the time where it gets good. Like, like yeah, the the parity it does get good at this time of the mm-hmm. year, where no matter how good you've looked, yeah, it could all just <laughs> you could yeah, just one, game, one, it game. one game, it all takes as one bad game and you're done. So this is when it right. it gets fun.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, you know, the AFC certainly has its issues on the other side. The NFC, there's a, a lot of uh, interesting teams and the fighting for that final playoff spot. And right now, it's the Green Bay Packers who control their own destiny. And Jordan Love is looking like a really good yeah, quarterback it, it, right it, now.
1: It, it, a lot of times where he doesn't look the part, but games like he's had versus Detroit on Thanksgiving and then this past game on New Year's Eve, on the road and a lot of it I think is because Minnesota's defense stinks. Even though it's been better this year, I still don't think they're a great defense. However, Jordan Love does, has looked a lot better. He looks so much more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, he makes so much more, he makes more quicker decisions. He, he do no know. He just feels way more comfortable uh, at this point in the year than he has in past games and past seasons. Where he certainly yeah. wasn't ready. That one game he played. Oh, in, I know in Kansas in City, 2021. But uh-huh. I don't know. I, I just love how Green Bay handled him because if he played on a team that that needed to put him out there day one, he would have been screwed. <laughs> I, right. I I firmly believe that, and I firmly believe that it really does matter where you end up and how how they develop you. And uh, I, someone like him needed to develop for multiple years. Watching from the sidelines, developing under a Hall of Fame quarterback, and and learning in that up uh, in that offense with uh, a good offensive minded head coach and good pieces around, not great but solid guys around him. Yeah, uh, I mean yeah. everyone's
0: growing together. Yeah, with you know with with uh, that offense and now Just they a got young pieces and now they got
1: Aaron Jones back and he, look, Aaron Jones is not in his prime anymore but i think he's shown that he he still can be effective when he's healthy and jaden reed is awesome he's had a great rookie year but now he's hurt hopefully they can get him back hopefully they can get christian watson back if he ever if he's ever healthy i don't know but
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah if, i mean I, if i i don't really have a whole lot of faith i don't in, have in yeah watson i think Jaden reed point. will be
1: fine whether if he plays week 18 or not but christian watson man <laughs> just just, just yeah. is never played never plays now uh, which is a shame because I think the Packers, I I think I I fully believe they can beat Chicago at home and will be the seventh seed. And I think so I, I too. would I think I really think uh, the NFC teams, all all the wildcard teams, like I know the Eagles. That, that's kind of unfair, but the Rams and Packers, yeah, I think they they could put whether it's Cowboys, Lions, or whomever on upset alert for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would say. If you're the Cowboys, I know it's not Aaron Rodgers, but do you really want to see the Green Bay no. <laughs> just because of the team? <laughs> <laughs> right. And the history of right.
1: playoff games and against them. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll say, you know, that I, as as uh, tough as that would be, I, it does feel poetic and maybe even inevitable that the Detroit Lions are going to play a home playoff game for the first time in 30 years revenge narrative with Goff and Stafford opponent is going to be Matthew Stafford their longtime quarterback they love and maybe he'll even beat them and that's that's what their reward will be for their first home playoff game in 30 years is losing the guy who was supposed to get you there and it seems inevitable that's
1: going to be the matchup too
0: Right. Oh, I know. If the, if the Rams beat the Cardinals, Niners, they play or, the Niners. Oh, the Rams play the Niners. Who? But yeah, even if we'll they lose,
1: see. I think they'd still be the six seed, or they'd have a good chance at the six. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't know how the the playoff machine. I haven't ran through it as much on the NFC side as I have on the AFC for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's something where I do think both of those teams should feel the good really about their chances have, if they get in.
1: They won't have McCaffrey, and then who knows what they mm-hmm. do with. Niners are a much better team, but who knows how much right. motivation how we'll have are they to play try. that game.
0: Right. Right. And it's something also with Kyle Shanahan and the Niners have historically dominated the LA Rams, except for the one game that really mattered. And that was the 2021 NFC championship game. But again, you know, that's also like, you know, I full strength that it, I don't know if Sam Darnold plays. I don't know that the Niners are at that point. It's who else, it, you know, no Christian McCaffrey is a bigger loss. Um, you know, if they're, decide to sit out Debo and Trent Williams and other guys just to play it safe, then yes, I think that the the Rams would be in much better shape um going into Santa Clara and winning that game. So uh but yeah in terms of the Packers I agree. I, I'm feeling pretty good about this team. I'm feeling good about Jordan Love and um you know I'm not necessarily gonna go as far as to picking them at this moment to pull off an uh NF uh wild card round up. <laughs> but based but, on
1: history, man, with those two teams yeah. in the playoffs even without Rodgers. It.
0: Right. Well, I don't know what the, the historic numbers are with, like, Brett Favre against the Cowboys in the playoffs. But I, I guess I'm obvious. just t-
1: focusing on the two specific games of when they both face each other in the division round and that Des Bryant game and then yeah. the one that uh, ended the it with a game-winning field goal. Come
0: back. Right. The Mason Crossbar yeah. game. Yeah, no, so I, I totally get that. And, uh I mean, in order for the Packers to get there, they got to beat the Chicago Bears in Week 18. Um Bears are eliminated. They don't have anything to play for. But they're an interesting team for two reasons. One, they have the number one overall pick, thanks to the Carolina Panthers. You know, the awful trade. And, so uh, bad. Right, and it's going to be a while, still a couple more months that need to play out before we figure out what they do with it. But they're... There's going to be an actual decision to make, and I it probably makes sense for them to draft Caleb Williams and someone with his potential. The way Justin Fields is playing, particularly in this Week 17 game, I don't blame Bears fans who kind of want to use that draft capital to build around him as opposed to drafting another guy. Some people think it's an
1: easy decision, uh, but uh, I I I don't. I I think it's a pretty tough decision where you can either draft uh, what's being talked about as a generational type of quarterback in Caleb Williams or you can stick with Fields and you draft Marvin Harrison Jr and another Ohio State guy they're friends and yeah. apparently DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison Jr are friends too they oh i didn't they know they grew that. up to uh, apparently they grew up in Philly together ran track against each other um so that's that's kind of wild that not only Fields is obviously friends of him same school but even DJ isn't
0: d j Moore like five six years older than him
1: I, I, uh, DJ Moore, this is coming from d j Moore's mouth <laughs> that's okay. what he said that he grew up he yeah. grew up with them even if he's older he grew up with them in philly and they're Well, friends, no i apparently. believe
0: right i believe that they have some kind of connection there I guess they're just questioning if they were in high school at the same time which see it, I, I would have so questioned it but you fa- don't know d j Moore, they are. the
1: man himself said it so, uh-huh. <laughs> so. okay <laughs>
0: No, that's fair to say, but yeah, no, I agree. Like that is something where like that might ultimately be the better move because you're talking Maybe, about a potentially generational quarterback versus. But you a would just be trading away wide receiver. a
1: guy that you trapped in the first round and traded another first round pick for just after a few years, yeah. or if you believe in Fields, you can surround him with more pieces. Because look, yes, he's not the greatest passer; he's not, but no, and.
0: D.J. Moore is he's
1: not an elite receiver, but he definitely helped their offense. And oh, he was awesome this year. Yeah, he yeah, he's, what
0: thirteen hundred receiving yards? Yeah, like he was. He, he had was a really good season, one even guy. though
1: Washington, that Washington game certainly played a part uh, in improving he, those stats. He he had a really yeah. good year this year. He did
0: what he was supposed to do. And if you, you add another,
1: and he's clearly their one good weapon offensively in terms of. Uh, in terms of the passing game like yeah Colt commits fine but but it's really just DJ Moore mm-hmm. and then it's a huge drop off but if you add yep. a Marvin Harrison Jr and they also so they have their own pick and that's a top what 10 pick
0: yeah i mean the more they've won these games the the less i was going to say like uh, it was in the top 5 been, but because but...
1: they keep winning now it's actually like in the top maybe 10 or 12 or whatever but maybe right. they could add a I, I don't know if it's too late now, or but, like, a Brock Bowers or, or a different weapon offensively, and they could... Yeah, they could address the, the offensive, offensive line, the offensive defensive line, yeah. line, too. They did that yeah. last year's draft, drafted Darnell Wright, and mm-hmm. maybe they can improve it even more. I don't know. I'm just saying that, that I could talk myself into it. I don't know what's right, the right move, but I can talk myself uh-huh. into... You keep fields, you draft Marvin Harrison Jr., you use another pick on uh, uh what, what, whatever side you use it on i don't know <laughs> whoever it is it, it's it's going to be another player that'll help if it's an, if it's another first round pick so uh i could talk myself into keeping fields if you think um uh, he still has more uh there's more room for growth with him or you could t- yeah draft the next generational talent in Caleb williams because you you can't question the talent but yeah you can certainly question his his man Mental makeup. Right. And... I
0: think, yes, I think that's the, the big concern there, which I don't know how valid that even is because, you know, the talent, like this year, you know, Southern Cal went seven and five. But their offense Things didn't go up, as great. But their defense but, was terrible. Uh, <laughs> right, right. So, and then I think it's also the question of, if you're talking about Patrick Mahomes, if you put Patrick Mahomes in an awesome situation like he was in in Kansas City, you saw what it led to. And then you see what it is this year where things are not as awesome as they had been, and he's not necessarily the same quarterback that you've come to expect. So I kind of understand that. like You want to have the right situation, but the Bears are 7-9 and nine this year. Justin Fields has been really good at times, but he's also been really he, bad he at times. He had a bad start, so. but... Yeah, but I think so a- I, I, I don't think it's like an impossible situation for a quarterback to step in even as a rookie and be able to have some success if he really is that good and that talented. So I think contractually, that's probably the biggest thing in Caleb Williams favor, at least in the trade Justin feels and draft a quarterback favor, because you're talking about year one of a contract versus year four and needing to pay him soon. But I mean, that might just be the tiebreaker at this point. If you know, that's th- even something to consider,
1: I, I don't know. I would, I would, I would want to surround the quarterback with with better options. Because even though yes, you can question Fields and his passing ability, like how many reliable options are there on their off? Do they have offensively? It's just DJ Moore, really. Honestly, like they have yeah, okay Darnell pieces, Mooney's but been, yeah, uh-huh. dar- I mean that one drop <laughs> versus Cleveland was certainly
0: bad. Yeah, right. The, do, do, uh-huh. I'm looking
1: at the. I'm looking at the first overall picks in past years. I'm going to read you a list of the last 10 quarterbacks. Bryce Young, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford. Like, how many of those guys do you think really panned out of those 10? I would right, say three. I, think, I would say so, Burrow, Cam Newton, Burrow, and Andrew Luck.
0: I would also – wait, so – sorry, go through that one. uh I would, um, um,
1: uh, so wait, Bryce, one, Bri- one Bryce other Young, name. It might've been those three. Bryce Young, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Jameis okay. Winston, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, Sam Bradford. How many of those really panned out for their team? For that, right? For well, t- Jer-Goff, Yes, Jer-Goff is right, nice he now. He did take him to the Super Bowl. I,
0: well, he did take the Rams to the Super I Bowl know, on but a rookie was, contract. Was, but yes, that team was right. loaded, and he kind of uh-huh.
1: sucked for them. Um, no, I,
0: I get it. He did have, like, things did go well at times for him. But then he, he got traded for Matthew uh-huh.
1: Stafford. But he also who was, did
0: actually win the Super Bowl. Yeah.
1: And they also added, like, another, like, first round pick for him, too. And a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, it showed you that the Rams didn't feel that highly. No, about you're him.
0: right. You're right. It From, like, that, their perspective. And then I even know, though Trevor Lawrence
1: say... is definitely still to be determined still right now, it's, it's, it's not looking like. So far, at least, he's even though year two is promising, he hasn't lived up to the generational type hype, right? Hype, yeah, right.
0: And it's one of those things where it's you can't actually say they missed in the sense that they were smart to take him over Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields. I guess, maybe, I guess, of those but,
1: options, how many mm-hmm. of them really transformed their team from this team sucks and now is amazing right. because of this guy and Burrow for sure. Because the Bengals, yes, come Burrow. on, Bengals have yes, been a joke know, for our, our entire lives, and all of a sudden he right. comes in year two, they're, they're in the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl uh, and and then Cam Newton, uh, the, yeah, the, the Panthers are always blown, yeah, and then right. and then he comes in, they weren't great immediately, but then he had an MVP year and almost won the Super Bowl, and they were
0: relevant every year he was quarterback, and
1: then Andrew Luck, I loved Andrew Luck, and I Andrew's think he was great derail things, yeah, but. but the Colts were also really good. When they had them, um, they just had one bad year where they were bad enough to get them. I don't know. Right. I guess what I'm trying to say is how even if it's a generational slam type, dunk, yeah. Even if it's a generational type talent at quarterback, how sure can you be that this will fix everything by just taking a right. quarterback, yeah, and, and not having enough around him.
0: Yeah. No. And I I totally get that concern. There's a lot of issues there. I also think that. If the Bears are truly going to keep Matt Eberflus as a head coach, oh, that too—I don't know that—that's he...
1: another thing. You know what? I'd, if if I had a pick right now, I would take Marvin Harrison. I would take hopefully another player on offense, and fire Eberflus and bring in Jim Harbaugh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I say I think that he's someone who a lot of Bears fans would love to have. I know he's being connected to so many teams, and I, I do think it's inevitable. In a perfect world, I think Ibrflus just gets demoted to defensive coordinator, but I don't see how that's possible that he would be okay doing that because the defense has been really good for the Bears of late. Like it's gotten so much Which better is crazy down the stretch. To think about. Right? Oh, I know. Like they're they're definitely looking pretty strong. But yes, I do think that the Bears have a lot of questions and. uh yeah, I don't know what the right answer is. I think it's if Caleb Williams is Patrick Mahomes, and you take him, but okay, you don't yes, know it's if, so far you, from a guarantee. If you, yeah, I'll admit. Uh, yeah,
1: if you change the name to Mahomes,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm obviously so gonna different.
1: trade the quarterback and pick Mahomes. I'm yeah. I guess this this is my way of saying that I'm not 100 percent sold on Caleb Williams. Even if I would take, if I had the first overall pick and take out the teams, take, um. If it was like, let's say it was the Patriots <laughs> mm-hmm. and I had the first pick, yeah, I'm gonna take Caleb Williams. Uh I'm, again, take out the teams because if it's the Bears, yeah, I would strongly consider Marvin Harrison instead. Or trade back and then with like number right. two. Right, no, if like you can trade commanders. back and still get Harrison, <laughs> yeah. right?
0: I think that would be perfect scenario for yeah. them. So Yeah. No, it it's certainly something to to consider in this spot. Um and it's something that we'll be hearing a lot about it until the Bears finally make a decision on whether that's you know trading fields or keeping him and i guess you know like keeping the number one pick or they trade the number one pick that's probably what it would be it's either trading fields or trading the number one pick um and you know it's not an easy decision i don't think it's not no it's not gonna be right it's like
1: i'm talking myself more into keeping fields and and i think a lot of Bears fans are doing the same thing drafting harrison but I I'm not going to say that's a slam dunk. You could easily talk I could easily be talked into trading him, drafting Williams and and finding other ways to improve the roster around him too.
0: Yeah, I also remember a year ago like there was a, a similar conversation being had with Fields and when the Bears had the number 1 pick and oh, stra- they decided yeah. to keep Fields. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Or 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 young Bryce, yeah, that, right, like, right. Was- It was
0: Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or whoever they decided to keep Fields last year, and then things were disappointing to start. The and season. I think that now was the right move, back in even the though C.J. Spot.
1: Stroud has been awesome. This no, year. I, I
0: do as well. But it's we're now a year later, so it's just like it, I'm just getting like throwbacks to a year ago, and you know they they made that decision. I don't necessarily fault them for it, but I think you do it two years in a row? Is you know has Fields done enough to say that you should do that? So. I think that things will change a lot. You know, we're going to get through combine and pro days and everything before we can really get a, a feel for these young quarterbacks. But, um, you know, it's definitely I'm trying to get an interesting a new coach, conversation. <laughs> I get it. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, I'm specifically Harbaugh just because I mean, we saw what, what the Niners look like because the Niners, people didn't realize that they were kind of like really talented team that, but they needed the right coach and he had Singletary. I think I, I think that was his name. Where like
0: yeah, call, Mike Singletary yeah,
1: calling out Vernon Davis. like can't coach him. Can't can't trust him. Can't do this. Yeah, and then
0: stripping down to his underwear and, in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, and
1: then all of a sudden Harbaugh comes in first year. The Niners are a two seed in the playoffs. and They beat the Saints, and Vernon Davis is crying. And you see him and Harbaugh hugging it out. It's like wow, look at the what the coaching changed. Yeah, look how much a difference that made. Uh, but sp- right, but then- specifically Harbaugh though.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I he's think like, that's he's probably the a good one
1: trend. college guy that really succeeded in the NFL. Not literally one, but y- there are a lot of yeah, more at examples least in of, recent memory. In, yeah, right. exactly. In recent memory, where there are a lot of yeah, college coaches. Carroll, but, uh, okay, that's true. But but yeah. there are way more examples of college coaches. College coaches not
0: working out. Right. Right. For every Pete Carroll and Jim Harbaugh, there's a thousand Matt Rules or whatever the number is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So anyway, I guess that feels like a perfect time to transition to the college game and talking about Harbaugh and uh, Michigan is going to the national championship game. I think that's, you know, we'll start with the Rose Bowl, Uh, Michigan, Alabama. I think that's a game that had a lot of college football fans and casual observers not really knowing what they wanted to root for. And it's because you have the Nick Saban, Alabama dominating, oh, winning another national championship versus the cheating Wolverines and. Jim Harbaugh and all the the scandals going on there, but r- rooting interests aside, this ended up being a really great yep. ending and a great Rose Bowl fourth quarter kind of kind, so kind of, kind of Uh Michigan's <laughs> yeah, offense it was,
1: was kind of non existent for most of that second half until they really needed to tie the game. Right? A lot of terrible special teams, man. Yeah, I say Michigan <laughs>
0: special teams a disaster. That would have um,
1: been so funny. I I don't. Uh, I know that would have been so heartbreaking for that kid, but that would have been pretty funny. Just given that the way they lost to Michigan State in that one game, uh, yeah, with, with, the, the, with the, the punt, punt block, yeah, the punt or, block, no, the drop punt, the drop yeah. punt, then punt uh, block, and then touchdown on the last second of the game. Uh, yeah. to lose the Rose Bowl, <laughs> tri- the triple yeah, national championship
0: semifinals. Because uh-huh.
1: because he. He drops it, he he fumbles it, he picks it up at the one-yard line. Yeah, it was so close to being a safety. Immediately gets nailed. He could have easily fumbled that again, and if he fumbles it, that's a safety or a touchdown.
0: Or a touchdown. And the game is over. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was was impressive. Like, I think Kirk Hershey made a good point, say, like, yes, this is almost a disaster, but but the fact that he saved it. uh,
1: yeah, Yeah, that's a good point.
0: He saved the game, so I mean, it ended up being a great play. And as bad as like Michigan special teams were compared to Alabama's, I mean, their punter was awesome, their kicker was awesome. You know, it's not like that. Like that's what the special teams came down to there. Um, Alabama center was uh, ended up being the true key difference maker in this game because Michigan scored and, uh, and then Alabama that fourth
1: down snap. Uh, yeah, in the moment, I'm like, that's the play. But then I look back, right? And I'm like, oh wait. Maybe the snap had something to do with it because if it was snapped properly, maybe mm-hmm.
0: m- maybe that play would have Yeah, I don't know if that was... Right, I don't if, know was what that really the real the play, play, play call
1: was. that if, really if the play if it was snapped properly? Yeah,
0: well, because like, I was watching it and immediately I was like, oh, this is a terrible snap. Like that He just aborted the play. But then watching the replay, I was like, maybe that's what he was trying to do the whole time, but it's I also... Don't- I don't think that's really what was happening. I think it was just the bad snap threw everything off. So, so this is a very... like. I don't know. Anti-climactic. It was an anti
1: fourth down play because on third down, if I remember correctly, don't they think had a down. completion. Yeah, they had a down, long on completion the on uh, the sideline, on the sideline, and then there was an injury.
0: Right. Yeah, it was Burton, the guy who caught it, got hurt. Yeah. He was trying to like you know twist they around to, they and went free from, himself to get to the from, end They went from like zone.
1: the seventeen to the three yard line. I'm making those numbers up, right? But I think it was
0: the fifteen to the three, but okay. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it put them in in position to be able to win the game, and then bad snap game over yeah so yeah and that that's one where you know it, it's college kid you kind of feel bad for him, but you know at the same time it's you know it, it it is like that's it's a very difficult way for a game like that to end it's a tough way to lose but you know Michigan they, they've gone through a lot of adversity this year it's I guess is one way to put it and I I think it does feel like they got let off and you know this is maybe their punishment but they, no, they came I'm gl- out. And I'm they, glad they I'm, played this game well.
1: As a casual, definitely, ca- definite casual, no doubt about it. Uh, I enjoyed the game. I watched it, and yeah, I, 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 I like that it was Michigan Alabama because freaking Florida State man, oh, <laughs> they man, lose, I know. lose by sixty,
0: <laughs> and then their fans were still trying to say yeah, that I saw oh Danny, Alabama uh, didn't Canell, Canna- yeah Danny uh, st- Canell, still right.
1: being. Being bitchy about uh, the fact that they weren't in that game. Like, you lost a 60 to Georgia. Like, what, what do you, what this is the most you ever have in nothing a Nothing to complain game. about. They absolutely, uh, they the committee handled it right. We got a, we got the right matchup and we got a great game. Got a game.
0: great game. Right. That's the goal is to get two great games. Yeah. And we got <laughs> way better game. Just, oh, Jill and Milrow only had 116 passing yards. Glenn Beck at 139. Like, okay, you're throwing the entire second half and that's all you could come up with. It, and Jalen Monroe made way more of an impact on the run game than Florida State's third string quarterback did. Like I understand Florida State fans being pissed, but like trying to be able to like looking at this game, looking at what their team did, and just still having the audacity to say, "Oh, we we should have been in there. We deserved it." Like, "Oh, the committee got it wrong." No, no, that's that's not really what happened here. It's just a game came down to overtime. You were not going to overtime. I don't what, care. Yeah, Florida you State had lost all those by guys sit out.
1: And Alabama had a real shot of winning that game
0: yeah they did i know and look it, it came down to overtime that's that's there's nothing more that you can ask for at that point in terms of the game being close and competitive and if anyone should really have a gripe about the committee's decision it should be georgia because georgia proved that they are a top four team in the country and but don't you know, d- don't didn't. lose the sec sec championship right. game that, no, I get it. Their one say. loss happened at the, the worst time. Texas lost in the middle of the season. Alabama lost early in the season. And, Georgia, and then lost Georgia lost to, the night before to Bama the committee in the SEC championship. So But uh, to me that's just another reason for this whole team playoff. It wants to be so much better. And you're going to like it's yeah, your season isn't ruled out because of one loss at an opportune time.
1: Luckily you still got two great games and potentially another great game, but yeah, it it this this definitely would have been the year to have twelve teams. It would have been great, but luckily, yep. we still got two really good games.
0: Right, right, and then the Sugar Bowl ended up being awesome. Uh, I would say this is probably an old man take. I prefer it when the college football playoffs are on New Year's Eve versus New Year's Day because
1: I prefer if it's earlier in the day. <laughs> right, because uh, Washington the game Texas is ending at
0: one a.m. on January first. That's absurd. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, th- see. I agree with your take on the days. I think it's just unfortunate that New Year's Eve was on a Sunday, football is on Sunday. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, yeah.
0: Well, you'd have to. New have- Year's Day, the Rose Bowl gets the. When the Rose Bowl is the uh, game for the playoffs, like that's either January 1st or January 2nd. The NFL takes precedent if January 1st is on a Sunday, okay. and then the Rose Bowl gets moved to January 2nd. Okay. But. That's why. I mean, the Rose Bowl had it this year, so it was going to be January 1st. Okay. I love it in past years. Actually, I think it would have happened this year is when they have it on Saturday, December 30th. -hmm. That would have been great. So that way it doesn't conflict with New Year's Eve and it doesn't end up in a situation on New Year's Day where... You have all these commercials. Game goes to overtime. Everything gets delayed, and you I, have. I, I, did, I didn't mind another the day, great I,
1: the, the timing and look—it's kind of right. And because, that's exactly it's because the it's the in Pasadena, on the day. Pasadena, and it's in California.
0: Yeah, right. It's, so five, two it's five two o'clock like noon, local time kickoff. It's like kickoff.
1: noon. T- no, it's two o'clock five when Eastern, it started. Two, two, yeah, two Pacific, two Pacific. Uh-huh. And because of that, and they're the first game. That means the yeah, other games to no, start super late. No, it sucks being on the east
0: coast for. In, in a situation like Wouldn't that. Have, would I, it have
1: made sense to switch them? Have the Sugar Bowl I first mean, at 5? Yeah, people? it would have
0: been great if they put the Sugar Bowl and, at noon. <laughs> or, you know, change but you the You know what I mean? Like, just little. switch the know. games
1: where the Sugar Bowl's yeah. the first one, yeah.
0: Right, no, that would have been awesome. Like, I don't know that, like, from a ratings perspective, like, how many people on the East Coast were staying up till the end of that game. Because... It's January 1st. A lot of people were just off work for a week or so, and then they got to go work again on Monday. Probably exhausted from staying up late on New Year's Eve. And then, you you know, unless you're a fan of one of those two teams, like, yes, it ended up being a great game, great finish. I kind of wish that I had stayed up to watch it, but I'm also like, glad that I didn't because I, I just could not physically be awake anymore. I fell and it asleep. sucks that I, I missed another great game. <laughs> I fell
1: asleep, I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't even try to to stay awake and watch the end of
1: it. Uh, obviously Michigan Alabama, I I got to see and was great at, mm-hmm. great ending. And then but but Texas Washington I I did catch a decent chunk of it and I knew it'd be a high scoring game and yeah, it, was, it was a fun it was, game. it was fun and I'm not telling you I'd take Michael Penix Jr. first, but man, I, I he's awesome. That guy's the man. He is right. I, I, I like he him. He is
0: such a fun player. Yeah. So I think that the uh, you know the SEC bias on the Florida State side, like those takes are very annoying. I'm also a little annoyed here in the oh Michael Penix got stubbed. No, Jaden Daniels had a better season. He put up better stats on a worse team. Penix has taken advantage of being on a great offense. You know, With great, great receivers. receivers and all this stuff. But that's also like it, to me. The focus shouldn't be on Pennix should have won the Heisman. It should be Pennix played great in a semifinal game. Underdog. This team is underdog every single oh, yeah. week. It feels they, like they, they and they win all they've these. They've won games. every
1: game, but they've been underdogs in like five right, or seven games. They've been underdogs to Oregon twice.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's crazy. That's they're how underdogs it, it in this works game. Out. Yes, they were, and they they, and they will to be versus Michigan,
1: win. but rightfully so. <laughs>
0: right, I think they're four point, four and a half or so um, is what we're starting at. So but Washington, I, but
1: I like that. Um, I like this matchup, though. I don't think it'll be like Georgia TCU, where no, I, where I it's over I before did. it even starts. I don't even I don't even turn it on. It shouldn't be. I, right. I I definitely will tune into it, and I'd like to believe that it'll be a a competitive game. To, to washington's
0: finish. first yeah washington's first four games of the season so they're 14 and oh by the way or yeah 14 and oh first four games um uh, they beat boise state 56 to 19 tulsa 43 10 michigan state 41 7 cal 59 to 32 since then arizona 31 24 oregon 36 33 arizona state 15 7 stanford 42 33 southern cal 52 42 utah 35 28 Oregon they, State 2220, Washington State 2421, Oregon 3431, Texas 3731. That's 10 straight games decided by 10 or fewer points. 8 of them one possession. They play fun games. They're like TCU last year, except they're actually a pretty good yeah, team. Yeah, they're
1: except they actually have a quarterback that can throw the ball. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I know, he's great. <laughs> and he's a lefty doing it too. Yeah, his throwing mecha- just... I,
1: I don't like his mechanics. He's he's going to no, be 24 it's... He Uh has injury issues and I don't like his throwing mechanics and he's and I have a lefty bias, unless if you're Mike Vick. But Yeah. No, I I totally get it. Even with all those things, the guys the do can sling it. He's he's
0: awesome. His draft saw can certainly rise by winning a national championship. I don't know if I would like like that. <laughs> right, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. But we we've seen it before with Cam Newton. He was not someone yeah, who was considered where he was. He ended up going no one overall. Yeah, I'm not going to there were questions about him. He goes 12.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to say Penix is like Brandon Weed and that the, he's, the age is that <laughs> concerning. Where yeah, Brandon right. Weed's like 28. But... Well,
0: a lot of the guys are going to be older now because you know the COVID year and injuries oh, and all right. this stuff. The guys are playing five, six years. Bo Nicks is the same way. I mean, there's a lot of Steelers fans who have been talking about drafting some of these quarterbacks. I'm like, just because Kenny Pickett has become what he is at, you know, after being drafted at what 23, 24 years old, doesn't mean that these other guys will. But that's kind of what you're going for. You're taking an older quarterback who had a great seems final ready, season, who seems
1: ready now,
0: right? But you know what does that really mean? And it's also a lot of these guys in the same boat as they had potential and they finally got there. Joe Burrow had potential. He finally he was got there, guy and that was obviously, also like twenty older, right? Yeah, right. it's obviously, yeah, right, and that's obviously worked out really well. But he is someone he went number one overall. You know, some of these other guys, like I don't know how high Daniels, Penix, and Knicks are gonna end up going, but I can also appreciate what they're doing in the moment. I can appreciate yeah. Michael Penix I, having an awesome game and beating Texas. See, that that's and, where
1: I'm not gonna go too far. I'm like, oh, I would take him number one overall. Like, no, I wouldn't do that, but. His draft draft stock is certainly rising. It <laughs> could he even get higher if if, uh, if he plays yeah, home versus Michigan. Yeah, certainly could. But I just like watching. I mean, Michigan's he's, defense is—he's is he's my awesome, favorite. So. He's my favorite to watch of the quarterbacks. Not that I've watched yeah. many of them, but, but
0: no, I agree. I've I've in really enjoyed watching yeah. him play this year. Like I, I've I've always had fun times watching Washington. I've only watched them so many games. A lot of times yeah, they play I've at like ten thirty like Eastern time. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, they they're a fun team. So, um, I'm definitely rooting for Washington oh, over yeah, Michigan. That's
1: not even, see, I came into this playoff thinking, all right, who whoever wins out of Michigan Alabama, I will root against, but they will probably win. And then same yeah. thing with Texas Washington, I will root for whoever wins that matchup, and they'll probably lose. <laughs> but I like that it's these <laughs> so, two teams though specifically. Yes. Um. Although, look, I dislike Michigan more, but I mean, I don't want Alabama, Georgia, or Clemson to win. Like they've won so many times. In, in it's, recent it's memory, that's said. like, all you right, want give me new. someone new, even right. if I don't like Michigan. Um, I mean, those are like the two, like le- my least favorites <laughs> in college football. Yeah, no,
0: I, I get it. <laughs> and I've always been Michigan over Ohio State since I was a kid. And I still was this year, but Michigan, just right now, they're not a, a fun team to root no, for. No, so, not in the slightest. I don't, I right. don't like it, I've never liked it. It feels like if Harbaugh wins a national championship, he's like, all right, I'm bolting the NFL yeah. before whatever happens He already hired Don Yee, who was Tom Brady's agent. <laughs> right. Which, I know. Which so gives me the idea that...
1: NFL kind of thing I don't know maybe it's just right, leverage yeah. against Michigan I don't know but well
0: I mean yeah that, that's a starting point but it's also like is he gonna stick around and watch the NCAA actually lay the hammer on his program I don't know what would happen because it feels like there's still more that can come that three game suspension was just a you know it's a starting point but uh yeah I mean it, it'll be really interesting what happens there The Don Yee thing, the speculation about the Raiders, speculation about the Chargers, and then, of course, the Bears are always going to be brought up in this situation. So, on top of other teams. But for Uh, now, I mean, yeah, Michigan, Washington, I I love the matchup. Great offense, great defense. Yeah, I don't, this is not
1: like TCU where, yes, they beat Michigan and, (laughs) uh, yeah, and they were, they're not, they were an underdog that was. Gonna get their ass kicked. Like I don't believe that in Washington. Yeah, right. Like,
0: they didn't necessarily think it would be sixty-five to seven, but the...
1: I didn't. No, I mean, yeah. I didn't think it'd be that bad, <laughs> but I thought it would be bad. Uh-huh. I didn't think yeah, had be no a contest. chance. But right, but Washington, I, I even if look, I think Michigan will win, but I definitely believe Washington can make it a game and make it entertaining and all that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably and, two, be and both undefeated the... teams
1: because Texas and right. Alabama both lost uh, before yep. the... Before there you these go.
0: Prove Florida State should have made it. Going undefeated is what it takes to to win in the college football playoff. Nothing more than that. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, They're the two. No, best I'm excited teams. for. Yeah. Right. No, I agree, and it, it's Big Ten. They're getting both of them next year. I mean, the Big Sixteen. Texas. Yeah, whatever they are, whatever the number is these days. So. Uh yeah, I mean it's an interesting final year. <laughs> Maybe Pac twelve gets one last championship before one of those teams just ditched them. I mean, I know the LA schools were the first ones to start, but Washington and Oregon, them leaving was just as if not bigger, because those two schools have been awesome the past few seasons now. So yeah, no, I, I think it, it I'm hoping for a fun national championship game. I hope that it's competitive. I hope it you know we get a similar type game to what we saw in the semifinals because you know, last year we got two outstanding semifinals games and a terrible championship game, and that's not the first time that's happened. We've had plenty of years where the championship has sucked. So it would be cool to have a, a fun one there. And um I'm I'm rooting for Washington. I don't no, know. I, I, I think Michigan'll win, but
1: I'm yeah. definitely rooting for Washington. That's it's not even debatable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a game, I do think it can go a lot of different ways. Uh, but if Washington is able to score in Michigan, so Michigan, you know, another thing with the whole Alabama, it's only the third time a team scored 20 on them all season. And no one scored more than 24. Iowa State scored 24. Maryland scored 24. Bama scored 20. Most teams are lucky to score. Uh, you know, a lot of th- zeros, three, seven, ten, so... Um, and you know, Iowa Iowa offense. had a
1: had a part in that, right? Or was it Iowa State? Yeah, they
0: had they got shut out. <laughs> Iowa got shut out in the Big Ten championship <laughs> game. Yeah. I saw something right.
1: where like no, like nine of their last 10 quarters of the year <laughs> they didn't score a point.
0: True cuz they they lost 35-nothing to Tennessee.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I, I heard that when they played, when it was Michigan Iowa, the the, the uh, over under was like thirty something, <laughs> and
0: I think it was even lower than that. Or, or, okay, I think actually no, you're right. That's probably right. <laughs> I think- but like Iowa was projected to score like six and a half, and they scored that- nothing. <laughs> they scored zero. Yeah, their over under for the first half was zero point five. Uh, That's so funny. <laughs> and it didn't even hit for the game. Yeah, right. I mean, it's one. Funny well. apparently to
1: put it. the they had the offensive coordinator job listed on like their school page
0: (laughs) yes yep i saw that you could apply for it on linkedin (laughs) Uh, everyone would just uh, apply
1: and talk about their man skills
0: yeah right i know i i yeah i I don't know what to make of that team moving forward but they're also about to be super relevant sorry sorry, that was
1: super off topic but i just said no no it's fair i mean
0: no it's fair to say because you're getting michigan and washington that's a big 10 title game next year Like, you no longer have to worry about teams like Iowa and Purdue and Wisconsin. Like, if they're just, you know, one of those old school, like, bunch of beefy guys on the lines, we can't do anything. Those teams are just irrelevant in the Big Ten. That's one of the consequences of this expansion here. Those teams are just, you know, maybe they'll have a shot at being top 12. But you're not going to see Big Ten championship games where it's like, all right, who is Ohio State or Michigan going to blow out in this one? So, it's another consequence of all the expansion and everything but yeah i'm I'm excited for this one um definitely had a another good semifinals and great to have a great championship and uh all coming after nfl week 18 so we'll see should be another fun weekend of football right before the nfl playoffs start yeah so
1: I, I i like this time of the year even though the month of january sucks <laughs> <laughs> at least we get football uh-huh. uh, and playoff right. football
0: I know. Yeah. Very important. If it weren't for that,
1: I, I mean, January would be, it's probably still the worst month, but, but, but I love the, this time of the year for football though.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I know that is, <laughs> January, February. Like I like to think that they're my two least favorite months, but football playoffs definitely make them not but if it weren't
1: for that man they would really suck for months
0: (laughs) i know i know i I hate the winter it's not not a fun time of year it's it's the worst yeah so anyway that'll do it for this one uh you're welcome for going under two you know under three thank you even (laughs) (laughs) uh for my co-host brian wells i'm gory body thanks everyone